Welcome to the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. My name is Craig Shoup. I'm the executive director here at the Jacksonville Bar Association. We're excited to have my good friend Tim Miller join us today. Tim is an attorney at Harris Guidi Rosner, focusing on criminal law, injunctions for protection, family law, and civil litigation. Tim is also a 2021-2022 Jacksonville Bar Association Young Lawyers Section board member. Before we chat with Tim, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our sponsors of the Jacksonville Bar Association. These sponsors include Ameris Bank, Dex Imaging, Dixon Hughes Goodman, Member Benefits, Mulholland Investigation and Computer Forensics, Orange Legal, a Veritex company, Florida Lawyers Mutual Insurance Company, or Flemick, YFAST Networks, Charles Van Consulting, CH Mediation, Ullman Wealth Partners, and Scarlet Group. At this time, we have a quick message from one of our partners, Curtis Hutchins, with CH Mediation. Curtis? Hello, I'm Curtis Hutchins. I started CH Mediation more than 10 years ago to help lawyers and homeowners and uh, insurance companies resolve difficult first-party property claims and personal injury claims. CH Mediation offers statewide service with no charge for travel. You can schedule directly online at the CH Mediation website. Uh, and once you do... Thank you, Curtis. We appreciate your support and all of our partners' support of the Jacksonville Bar Association. Well, Tim, again, we're glad to have you with us. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about growing up and did you always want to be a lawyer? Appreciate you having me, Craig. It's an honor to be here and, and, and share the morning with you. Um, great question. I would say uh, coming up in middle school and, and somewhat in high school, I actually wanted to go more in the journalism or, or broadcasting realm. Uh, I was a big show, as people that know me probably know of the show College Game Day, and uh, that would have been my dream job to be on, on that set. Um, but I guess uh, in being a lawyer, I still get to talk a lot and, and, and kind of uh, deal with a lot of different kind of folks, so um, that's kind of the realm I fell into, but definitely enjoy being in the courtroom and, and knew I wanted to be a lawyer probably sometime uh, in early in college. So I know you first started out the state attorney's office. Tell us a little bit, why did you choose the state attorney's office, or did the state attorney choose you? And what did you enjoy about your time at the state attorney's office? I was very fortunate in my third year of law school to be able to do an internship uh, basically the entire fall and spring semester here in the Fourth Circuit at the state attorney's office. And I guess I, I kind of chose it and they chose me because they got to know me a little bit. Um, I knew I wanted to be in the courtroom um, and I still enjoy that to this day. So a criminal was kind of the best way uh, to do that, you know, either at the public defender's office or the state attorney's office. I just happened to fall on the state attorney's side and very much enjoyed my time there and still maintain very close relationships with many folks at that office. What is it that you enjoy about being in the courtroom? I enjoy being able to present uh, my side of the stories. I enjoy being able to, to negotiate with opposing counsel. I enjoy interactions with the, with the bench. Um, I'm very thrilled uh, with being back in person now that we're starting back up. Uh, the courthouse and the judiciary and everybody did a wonderful job getting us through it on Zoom. Uh, but there really is no substitute for just seeing people face to face and, and getting things done uh, you know, in an in-person manner. What was it that led you out of the state attorney's office and into private practice? I just uh, had reached a point, um, certainly there are many more accomplished people at the state attorney's office than I was, but 
I had reached a point where I felt uh, that I had uh, maximized the time I wanted to have there and just wanted to reach out and find some new opportunities um, and kind of expand my horizons as far as different areas of the law, um, such as now I'm doing uh, a little bit of civil work as well as family law while continuing to do criminal defense work. So just kind of wanted to branch out uh, and, and learn a little bit of uh, different areas of the law than just criminal. So I know you recently, and fairly recently, um, went to the law office of Harris Guidi Rosner. What drew you to that firm? I would say just the atmosphere and uh, the quality of representation uh, the firm's known for in giving their clients uh, the atmosphere that uh, Mr. Harris, Mr. Guidi, and Mr. Rosner put on and, and conduct for everybody that works there is a great place to be. Um, and the quality of work, like I said, uh, they take the cases very seriously, and it's a place where the client truly does come first. I know a lot of people uh, say that, um, and that's kind of a slogan for everyone, but uh, just that balance of taking your work seriously, but uh, also having a good time and treating people the right way uh, was a really big attractor for me to go there. And uh, how long have you been a part of the Jackson Bar Association? I've been a part of the Jacksonville Bar Association basically right from the start uh, when I was sworn in in 2012. Um, I, way back in the YLS days where I was appointed as a liaison from the state attorney's office by uh, Lindsey Tigert and, and that group, uh, a lot of great folks back in that era, Fraz Ahmed, Pat Kilbane, kind of got involved with it a little bit then and then I decided to actually run for the board uh, back in 2018 and uh, fortunately was successful in getting elected and kind of been uh, full go uh, since then. What have you seen is the importance of being involved in the Jackson Bar Association and in the Young Lawyer section? I would honestly say that it's, it's the biggest and, and best decision I've made uh, since becoming a lawyer as far as uh, interaction with other folks. Uh, every event I, I meet somebody or I come into contact with somebody that I would never uh, come across in the courtroom, you know, practicing in different areas and the contacts where they need something that I do or vice versa, and just making friendships with people you never see in the courtroom or during your regular course of business has really been uh, paramount in making a great experience for me. Okay, uh, We're going to backtrack a little bit. Um, some of your time in, in the courtroom, tell us one of your favorite trials you've ever had. I'm trying to think, um, usually there would be uh, anything with a victim. I know as a, as a state attorney, those mean the most to you when you're being able to kind of patch up. And you never make it perfect for them, but uh, you kind of bring closure to anything that, that, that they went through. There's some, some home invasion burglaries, some, some things like that where, where children were present in the home when, when the defendant came in. I remember two of those that really meant a lot to me when we were able to uh, reach a verdict uh, in those trials that the victim was pleased with. What are your best memories um, in the courtroom as a defense attorney? you have a favorite trial you've done as a defense attorney or an interesting interaction with jurors afterwards or something like that? It, it really is very similarly uh, from the defense perspective. A lot of times we're trying to uh, mitigate or kind of narrow down the damage um, that our clients have may, may be facing. And there's been several occasions where uh, a client would think they were going to lose their job or be facing long time uh, in, in jail or prison when we've been able to get them either the charges totally dropped or more on a rehabilitation track uh, and get their lives together. And it's fantastic to hear back from them a year or two later um, when they've really turned the corner and are successful and have a job and are a great part of their own families when two years before they were looking at a lengthy prison sentence. What do you think new lawyers or lawyers re recently moving to the Fourth Circuit to practice, what do you think they should know most about how 
lawyers conduct themselves here in the Fourth Circuit? It's just a, a real standard, I believe, of everybody, even when you have a contentious case here in the Fourth Circuit, from what I've seen, everybody still gets along and acts with a, a total amount of professionalism. Um, it's been very rare occasions where anything kind of gets ugly. Um, you can zealously advocate for your clients um, and still maintain a level of professionalism, which I think we're very lucky here uh, with the bar as well as the, as the bench here. Um, it's always been a, a pleasure, even in tough cases, to appear uh, in any courtroom. Okay. Um, I'm going to back up again. Tell us a little bit about um, why you chose to go to the University of Alabama. Um, I went to the. I went there actually when the Super Bowl was in town. Uh, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but uh, the Super Bowl was here in Jacksonville, and I went out to Tuscaloosa for a visit, and just ended up uh, falling in love with it. Uh, the size of the school back then it wasn't nearly as big as it is now, and just the campus. And I kind of wanted to be not too far away from home, but just a little bit, and kind of get a, a change of scenery and kind of experience something new. And uh, I've, I've been in love with it ever since, basically. Okay, I know another thing it read in your uh, bio from your firm is that you played football at Bowles for uh, the legendary uh, coach Corky Rogers. Here, um, many of our Jacksonville folks will know Corky, one of the longtime uh, football coaches in town, most winning football coach in the um, state of Florida. What's a great memory you have from playing for Corky? Just the camaraderie and the brotherhood that I still, if I run into people I played with, because um, it wasn't the most uh, easy thing, I should say, the, the summer camps and, and the, the gr drain or grind, I should say, of the season. Uh, you, you really remember going through that with, with the guys, and, and Coach Rogers was instrumental in kind of shaping us into uh, becoming the men we are today and had a large part in that. Um, there's honestly been nothing really as, as, as tough uh, that we ever did again after those summers over there. And just the memories of uh, not you know, the wins, the losses, all of it together, but just the brotherhood and the, and the camaraderie that you have still to, those, to this day with folks that you played with. What position did you play? I played uh, left tackle uh, and center. Uh, obviously not at the same time, but uh, <laughs> you know, different, different seasons or different parts of the season. So it was offensive line, uh, one of those two positions. Who was your big rival back then? Back then, um, well, we only played them twice, but uh, it, my junior and senior year, but I would say it's still, and I feel, still think it's that way today, probably Bishop Kenny uh, would have been a big rival. We, teams down south like Monsignor Pace and uh, Tampa Jefferson, we played in the postseason, but locally it would probably be Bishop Kenny. Now, I know you, um, coming out of Alabama, you decided to go to law school. You went to Florida Coastal here in Correct. Jacksonville. What made you choose Coastal over other law schools around the country? I, uh, I, I wanted to kind of stay local with the options I had at the time um, that, that best fit me. And like I explained earlier, it kind of helped me uh, while going to law school. I was able to uh, intern at the state attorney's office and kind of uh, find out locally what I wanted to, to get into and what field I might want to go into. So it was nice to have that opportunity. I knew um, being a Jacksonville native, I knew I wanted to end up in Jacksonville. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to explore different career paths uh, while going to law school and uh, experiencing where I might be working one day. So I think one of the hidden secrets of the Jacksonville Bar Association a lot of folks don't know about is what is called at the courthouse the Attorney Conference Center, or um, more commonly referred to as the Lawyer's Lounge. Tim is a longtime supporter of the Lawyer's Lounge. Tell us about why you find that space valuable as a member benefit at the courthouse. 
It's, uh, it's invaluable uh, for something as simple as if you have a hearing in the morning, uh, say at 10, and then you have one at 11.30. It's a, a place you can go in and get some work done uh, between your, your, your court cases. Uh, but also, probably more significantly, uh, you really get to pick the brain of some, some great folks in there and, and some people that have turned out to be mentors. Uh, Mitch Stone, Matt Kachergis, Don Mayers, uh, Ray Forbes Sr., folks like that really come to mind. The conversations we've had in there with the issues I'm having with some of my cases and just being able to pick their brain in a casual setting. Um, and the, all those folks and many more have been fantastic. Okay, Tim. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping this up here a little bit, um, what would you tell a new lawyer is the most important thing to know as a new practitioner here in Jacksonville? It, it's tough to do, uh, but I, it, it's a very simple answer. Just, just come to the events. I know when you're new, and I remember this like it was yesterday back in 2012, uh, you don't really know anybody. It's a giant room, whether it be the bench and bar party or any, anything that the bar puts on. Just come out. You're going to leave uh, knowing a new person. Everybody here is so friendly and outgoing. Uh, it's very easy to make connections. The toughest spot is just to show up. Once you do that, you will meet people that you'll be friends with for decades. And uh, just make the leap. Uh, jump in with both feet, and I promise you won't regret it. Okay, Tim. So I know you've done over 60 jury trials uh, in your career. Tell me, what's a great one where you've had an interaction with a juror afterwards that maybe you didn't realize what, um, what they were thinking and how it ended up turning out and how did, how did it work out? Something that comes to mind uh, that's pretty unique, I think, is I had a trial while I was at the state attorney's office. It was an ag assault case. Uh, we got the, the verdict we wanted, thankfully, and it just went about our, our lives. And about a, a week later, I was out at a restaurant and uh, kind of saw this gentleman that looked a little familiar to me. Um, didn't really know who he was, but he, he approached me and kind of uh, struck up a conversation. He happened uh, to be an Alabama fan as well, and he had no idea about that, about me being one at the time. Um, and he said that he had seen me last week at the courthouse because he had been on my jury. Um, so we struck up a conversation, and, and the funny part about the story is we've actually remained pretty close friends to this day. About eight years later, uh, we've gone to Alabama games together. We've done things on the weekends, and he's one of my good friends now. So that's probably the most unique juror story I can, I can come up with. <laughs> That's, a, that's a, a great story of how your interactions, you never know what it will end up with from jurors to clients to different whoever in the courtrooms, for you, sure. You really don't, and you don't know. We talked, obviously, at the very beginning of a little bit about the trial, and you, you'll, you'll be surprised. You know, what you think is effective doesn't really f fly, and what you think was a disaster wasn't really that bad. So you really do learn a lot. Uh, from, sometimes I think we get caught up in looking at everything from the lawyer's perspective, and we kind of forget what it might look like for somebody that doesn't know anything about the law or doesn't practice law. I think it's always good to get that feedback whenever we can. Um, so I'm all, I always ask people in these interviews, what's your favorite restaurant in Jacksonville? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good question. Uh, it's tough for me to pick. I, I love a lot of different ones. Um, I really like uh, Brick and Avondale for the atmosphere and the food. Uh, Calford Chop House is fantastic as well. I'm partial to the chain steakhouse for Chris. Pretty much anywhere with a good steak is probably right up my alley. Thanks, Tim. So if anybody wants to get a hold of Tim or for questions about legal issues or how to get more involved in the Jackson Bar Association, Tim, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? They're welcome to email me at miller at harrisguidi.com or call my office. I'd be, I'd be happy to speak with them at 904-777-7777. It's an easy number to remember.
That's great. Well, again, we want to thank Tim Miller, our guest here today on the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. We look forward to seeing everyone again at our next episode. Have a great day.